When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Let me talk to you here for a second. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain real quick. First off, it's free. That is the best word in the English language. Free. There's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much, much more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big. I mean, huge for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome to the main event, Mark's Podcast, where we're going all in. I'm your first co-host. I am Troy Adams, and you may know me from such films as You're Not My Real Mom, You Can't Tell Me What to Do. And joining me today is my other co-host. He is our walking wrestling encyclopedia, the WWE, the road warrior buck to my balding buck. He is Greg. What's up, Greg? What up? (laughs) I assume you were on mute during my intro. Oh, no, I just, wow. Come on, I got a a Troy McClure (laughs) reference in there. (laughs) I liked Uh, it all. Hell yeah. And just so you know, I may have made a Jim Cornette-ism at the beginning here with the Bucks, but I am a big Young Bucks fan. Greg can attest to that. I've thrown up over it, yeah. I did that over comedic effect. But I will say, with this show, which... I'm going to start off by saying I'm very excited to cover All In 2018 with you today. You had never seen it until just now, correct? Correct. All right. I just watched it like two seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just now. It is fresh in your brain. But you had never seen it. Like, you never watched it live. Uh, I did. I I made sure I was right there to watch it because I was... Well, hanging fruit. I'll leave that alone. What the hell? I was big into seeing something, something different. 
so I watched this and I was I was into it at the time. Watching it back, I can tell you I had a much different reaction than I did watching it live. And I don't know about you, but it kind of goes with a lot of events. Like at the time when you watch it live, you feel different than if you watch it like down the road. Depends on the time frame Usually. for me, but yeah. Yeah, because I've noticed, like, especially with you, I've noticed you'll defend a lot of things live, and then, like, down the road, like, months later, you'll be like, yeah, it was kind of crap. <laughs> well, when things happen in that show, that could have been better. Yeah. Nothing right. happens, it's like, okay, it was great. Yeah, right. First of all, I want to plug our social media. Check us out, Twitter and Instagram. We're at main event underscore marks. If you're on Facebook, look us up, facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. If you want to email us, if you feel like doing so for whatever reason, I mean, our DMs are open on social media, but you could email us at main event marks pod at gmail.com. And we're on YouTube. We always got exclusive YouTube content on there as well as little bite sized clips from our podcasts every week. So if you want to sample it, there you go. Just sample that week's show and then listen to the whole thing. We also archive the shows on YouTube. So there you go. We are covering all in 2018. Well, there's not a whole lot of news and notes from around this time to cover that's like earth shattering and whatever. Plus, I really wanted to focus on this event today. So we did record some news and notes and whatnot. Uh, there wasn't, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot going on, but there was some funny stuff, I thought, um, some unfortunate stuff to pull out of the news. You can go to our YouTube channel, and I already. Uh, plug that earlier with social media and whatnot. Just go to youtube.com and search for us. Search for Main Event Marks, and we should be right there. And we'll have the news and notes from around this time period up there. But uh, right now, I definitely want to get into the show at hand right after we take this quick break. We'll return after these messages. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Now, back to our program. All right, I think it's time to jump into the event, man. We are going all in on All In 2018. It took place Saturday, September 1st, 2018, from the Sears Center Arena Hoffman Estates, or in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. The tagline was, the biggest independent wrestling show ever. The attendance was 10,451. For a total gate of four hundred fifty-eight thousand five hundred twenty-five dollars, and the buy rate was fifty thousand. Not bad for. I mean, they basically used Twitter to pump up the show. I mean, you got to give some props for that, right? I mean, well, how else would you do it, honestly? In this day and age? Yeah. Well, because I mean, come on, that's that's where the the fanboys are. It's on Twitter, so hell yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Well, yeah, it's just, I'm only like, like kind of being funny there. I'm like, I'm serious. Though. That's where they all come from. To be fair, I mean, you've seen cool. our Twitter when we like last oh, night. Well, okay, last night is <laughs> susceptible. Whenever I watch Raw, yeah, just people. Oh, I wish it was AEW or it was New Japan. It's like, that alone tells you where their fan base is. So there you go. Yeah. Well, this one was built up because of basically a bet. Sort of, it was just like not even like a serious bet, but Cody and the Bucks took it and ran with it. Dave Meltzer had said something about, well, they're they're stars, but they could never sell out a ten thousand seat building with you know them on top and whatever. And they said, we'll take you on, we'll take you up on that bet. And they put in their own money and all that. Well, kind of their own money. I, they did put in a lot of their own money. I'm not going to discount that. However, New Japan was part of the show. CMLL was part of the show. And Ring of Honor, I don't know if you knew this, Greg, Ring of Honor put up quite a bit of money for the show. Wow, what? Like 50 cents? <laughs> no. they Quite a few doubloons. They, they covered quite a bit of the show. Impact Wrestling was also a part of the show. I forgot about them. But I frequently forget about Impact Wrestling. Oh. <laughs> Did Ring of Honor's money include giving like royalties to WWE for the Macho Man news? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I... I I don't know. I assume that one's like we got around it, pal. Because Lanny's here. <laughs> I yeah, I think I there has to, that has to be split somehow because Pro Wrestling Tees has Macho Man T-shirts up for sale, and WWE would never allow that. So I'm just assuming that he's kind of like the Ultimate Warrior, where he owned his own intellectual property. So yeah, I would assume so. I mean, he used Macho Man in multiple companies and and use that gimmick before wwe so i believe macho man loved the the black machismo so ah well that's good to know that was that was a great gimmick and and we'll get into the black machismo thing here but uh it, i like the show i really did i enjoyed it how did 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 you like it overall or i did or no okay yeah i i mean i liked it but there are some things on the show that i'm going to be fair about and i will use some jim cornettisms because I mean, some of these things just leave themselves open for it. So, like but that we, women's match, not to get ahead, but <laughs> good lord, we open the show with Cody and the Young Bucks coming out with their custom Chicago title belts. What is it with with people nowadays and getting custom championships for whatever? Because Wildcats, Wildcat belts, pal. Is that what uh, what Broski uses? That, yeah. So I'm like, that's I'm assuming that's what uh. everybody uses, and he puts them over hard. H A R D. Maybe if uh, they had used them, he could have had a completed TNT title. Yeah, right. Well, uh, my cousin got a custom uh, Mario Kart championship belt. I kind of want that one, actually. Yeah, looks pretty cool. Man, I want your cousins. I'm coming for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell them to add you on Switch. Uh, Matt Jackson asks if anyone likes Pyro, and then they do a joke about not paying the Pyro guy, and then the Pyro finally blows. And then they say, every big show needs a legend cameo. Matt Jackson, ironically, shouts, what a rush. <laughs> and Road Warrior Animal rides a motorcycle out to play to the crowd. I say ironically about Matt Jackson because Jim Cornette calls him Road Warrior Buck. They then get the Hot Topic and Pro Wrestling Tees people to come out and shoot t-shirt guns out into the crowd. So, nice plug for them. And then we go into the, the actual show here. We start off with SCU, Frankie Kazarian, and SCU. Scorpio Sky. 
They're taking on the Briscoes of Jay and Mark Briscoe, not uh, Jack and Jerry. This match goes on for 12 so and a half minutes. So, them boys, not them old guys. Got it. <laughs> oh, holy crap. I mean, uh, I mean, Jack's dead, so it's obviously not going to be him. But, I, you know, the, them old dead guys. How about that? I'm not no? touching that. <laughs> Frankie Kazarian is dressed like Rocky, and Scorpio Sky is dressed like Apollo Creed. I thought that was freaking sweet. Okay, I thought it would be funny if they'd have done it the other way around. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would have been too on point. Ironic purposes. I just, <laughs> I want to say Kazarian. Wow, I want to say Kazarian is Italian, so he's Italian. So he gets he gets he's got the, the tan uh, for it. Hell yeah, he's got that Starcade main eventing tan right there, dude. He's from he's from Anaheim, so first of all, screw him, and second, <laughs> he's clearly you know a Southern California white boy. It's not even a question here. And he's also married to Tracy Brooks, so screw him for that, too. And she does, but anyways. Wow. Near the end of the match, Jay Briscoe hits the Jay Driller on Kazarian, followed by the Froggy Bow from Mark Briscoe. But Scorpio Sky breaks up a pin. Jay picks up Kazarian in an electric chair, and Mark goes to hit the Doomsday device. But he jumps. Kazarian catches him for a power slam off of Mark's shoulders. Or, excuse me, to Mark off of Jay's shoulders. And then Scorpio Sky hits a flying knee to Jay while Kazarian pins Mark for the win. Uncle Dave gave this three and three four stars. I didn't think it was that good. I gave it three stars, though. What say you? I said two. I thought this was a really good tag team match, man. And that finish, I just like, wow. I don't know. Did it not hit you the same way? I just felt like there was something missing. I love, and I know you do too, the Briscoes. I honestly wish... I was there when Jay won the world title. Wow, screw you. I, I honestly wish they would get... I mean, are they... I assume they're still wrestling in Ring of Honor, right? I, I don't really watch. I don't even know if Ring of Honor is going right now, so I don't know. I don't uh, know. Well, yeah, nobody's wrestling in Ring of Honor right now, but I would love to see the Briscoes in AEW before they retire, but I don't know. It is what it is. I think they enjoy their Ring of Honor, you know, life... So this next thing, though, man, Alicia Atout is interviewing Kenny Omega backstage. He asks why she's standing with her legs spread apart. And she said she's doing it to make him look taller. She then asked why he's oh, standing. Good on his Lord. Tip. They just can't help it. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, well, hey, Jim Ross points it out every time uh, they do a review of an old pay-per-view. Like they'll be talking about an interview in the backstage and he'll be like, man, look at that. And that's the splits that coach is doing right there. <laughs> so I, I think it's, I think it's funny, you know, poking a little fun there. I, cause I mean, they, the funniest thing was when they used to do with Tom Phillips, cause he's a very tall man and they would like, why do you think Kayla to, is like the interviewer now? She's like four foot nothing. I know. Well, they, they, uh, zoomed out too far a couple times and caught him doing the splits. And it was like hardcore, like, his, he was damn near all the way down doing the splits. I'm like, wow, dude. Uh, but she asked Kenny why he's standing on his tiptoes, and he said that he's getting a good pump in on his calves. <laughs> During the interview, Omega looks like he's being forced to be there at gunpoint, and he's very tired. He tells Pentagon that they're both great competitors, and he wants to have a match for the ages tonight. Whatever happened, this is one thing. I mean, I realize it's a different kind of show, so I'm giving them some leeway here. 
But I'm kind of with Cornette on this, where he's like, whatever happened to the days of people saying, I'm going to kick your ass and I hate you? Like, no, it's just, we're all bring friends. A, bring we're going to have a great happens? match. I guess. Because now Word it's just honor, like, pal. yeah. It's like every single match on this card is, we're going out there to have a great match. We're going to tear it up out there. Five stars in the Observer. Like, okay. I don't know. I mean, it's I just... just I feel like Tom Hanks doesn't go into every movie going, hey, I'm going to act my ass off. I'm going to get this Oscar. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> do, you, do you know Tom personally? Can you give me the hookup? Uh, anyway, uh, the next match is the over-budget Battle Royal, which you and I both I, popped for. I, I got to say, right the name, bat, the that match. name is like the most perfect name ever. Yes, I, I loved the, it. What was that? The blackjack, the casino battle royal. A lot better than that crap. Uh yeah. I did not like the concept of that thing. I get what they were doing. A for effort, but I give points originality. I'll say that. I've never seen that before, but yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but I think there's a reason you've never seen that before. <laughs> but this match went on for 17 minutes two seconds. Dalton Castle's on commentary for this match, and he says that he's been eating cheesecake and hydrating all day for this. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I don't either, but I laughed my ass off. I'm like, what? I just it, so it's a cheat day, and you're hydrating. I don't know. But either way, the actual the match at hand here. Yeah, they fed him grapes. Outside of the ring, Bully Ray puts Chico El Luchador through a table, keeping him down. This is the point in the match where I went, who the hell is Chico El Luchador <laughs> when I first watched this? The most like, lazy legit... name in history, by the way. Yeah, but I legit thought there was something I was missing. I'm like, is he a big name in Japan or not Japan, uh, in Mexico or something? Like, I just like, I don't know. And then, I mean, we'll we'll get to it. But Moose fires up in the ring at one point until literally everyone takes him out and dumps him out onto the apron, allowing Marco Stunt to drop kick him out. The Stunt <sighs> Stunted growth. Yep. I just remember they signed him over Jacob Fott too. Just always remember that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was a choice between those two, but I get your point. I'm sure they could have had him. I I I would tend to agree with you, but he just re upped his contract with MLW. Yeah, now, not back then not not when they signed Stunt. Yeah. The best friends do a lot of good double teaming, but as soon as they go to hug, Punishment Martinez dumps them both out, proving that they're stupid. I'm sorry. You, Punishment said, Mart- you just said the, the best friends double team someone. I'm sorry. <laughs> just I got to pause for that. What the hell? Good Lord. Get, already getting gross. <laughs> hey, you said it. Punishment Martinez, by the way, is the current NXT North American champion, uh, Damian Priest. So That's something I didn't know uh, I wanted until it happened. Yeah, I I mean, I'm here for it. I don't hate it. I wanted Velveteen Dream, of course, but I'll take it. Whoa, oh, can't say that in public. Can't say it. <laughs> Brian Cage Fire had him. a great showing. In, <laughs> Brian Cage has a great showing in this match. Go figure that Tommy Dreamer introduces a trash can and other garbage until Bully Ray eliminates him. Bully Ray tries <laughs> to eliminate Marco. Never stunt. has the word garbage been more appropriate. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but anyway, the people who stop Bully Ray from trying to eliminate Marco's stunt are Billy and Austin Gunn. Oy. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs yeah. takes, uh, takes out Austin Gunn by grabbing his junk and then attempting to give him a pedigree while waving at the camera. 
What did you just say about they can't help it? <laughs> Good lord. This was, this was, by the way, after Jimmy Jacobs had just been fired from WWE for appearing in Being the Elite. Which, to your point, you made at the time, he should have known better. But, Billy yeah, but at the same time, up... too, it's like, you ever watch the, uh, some, some, like, certain vlogs of certain people, you know, they have friends on there. So, like, yeah, you know, I, mean, I do think it was, yeah, I mean, if I were him, I would have avoided it like the plague, but yeah, I mean, firing him was a little, like, really? I mean, wasn't Kenny, hasn't Kenny Omega appeared in stuff with Xavier Woods in the past, and they've done, well, one thing, it was, about a very, it. it was a very coordinated thing, too, so. Yeah. It wasn't, it was on like neutral territory too. It was like, as like a, I think it was, it was not E3, one of the conventions. So the, the elite, the real elite, all three of them played the, played Street Fighter with the New Day. So. Well, and Kevin Owens has a picture in a hotel room sitting next to Adam Cole and Kevin Owens has his universal title. Adam Cole has his ROH title. So I don't know. I just, I didn't well, think it was that big one thing, though. Kevin Owens doesn't give AF. So. Yeah, that's been also well a major star. No, no disrespect, but Jimmy Jacobs is just Jimmy Jacobs, so. Right. Well, the pedigree was broken up by Billy, who stops him by giving Jimmy Jacobs a long, passionate kiss on the lips and then eliminating him. I didn't make up a single word of that, did I? Say it again. <laughs> I, do I have to? For emphasis. <laughs> yeah, Billy Gunn, the guy with kisses all over his shorts, gave another man who was wearing makeup a kiss, and then threw him out of the ring. Not well, to I'm get, not, not judging. Not to get ahead, but that's still not the worst thing we're going to see in this show. Not the worst thing we're going to see in this match, but, well, <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> but anyway, uh, Bully Ray is eventually able to eliminate Marco's stunt. Oh, thank God. That was that was a big battle. They let Jordan Grace get an elimination, not on just anybody, but on Brian Cage. You heard yeah. me right. I just... I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, but for God's sake, what the F are we doing? Um, they... Just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Jordan Grace then hits a what's up on Bully Ray with the help of Colt Cabana. It comes down to Cabana and Bully as the last two. Cabana attacks with a chair, but Bully tosses him out of the ring. He thinks he's won, but Chico El Luchador slips into the ring behind him, takes off his mask... It's Flip Gordon. They booked Flip. And he super no, kicks Bully. Well, no, they, they booked Chico El Luchador. But he super kicks Bully and dumps him out for the win. That is, I think, the first of 5,000 super kicks we'll see on this show. But, you know, good start. And like uh, blew me away. 46 cutters, I think, too. I watched part <laughs> right, of this yeah. with Ramon, and he's like, keep a cutter count on this, by the way. <laughs> Did he take a shot every time? Because, well, I was going to say he's still living, so no. <laughs> yeah, so this blew me the hell away. I gave it one and a half stars. Uncle Dave gave this four stars. It's because the check cleared. What say you? I, you know, I'm going to say this. I gave it two. I had a little fun watching some of it. There were elements that fun, were obviously but... horrible. Like, yeah, oh my God, maybe why? go, my God. But yeah. I don't want to ever give one star to a match that I was like, I'm not going to say into, but like was watching, you know, it was like, not like, oh, God, it's almost over. I mean, I kind of said that but at the same time. There was elements. Yeah. Paying attention. And I did up it yeah. because I didn't see the uh, Chico Luchador thing coming. So, yeah, unfortunately, I knew the finish already, so it wasn't 
you know, a shock for me second time around, but you know, it was it was still good. Uh I enjoyed most also, of the stuff they did. I didn't realize this again, not to get ahead, but this is not the only time we'll see someone pull off a mask and be someone else. Right. Keeping originality with the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that till just now. Well, that was the main event of Zero Hour, which was their pre-show. Uh, we are now into the actual show here. And it opens up pretty hot, but not the way I expected, uh, with Matt Cross versus MJF. It went for 10 minutes, 6 seconds. I did not realize this, and I mean, because I hadn't gone back and watched All In until just now. The theme song they used for MJF at this event would later become his AEW theme. So I said the same thing. Like, oh, okay. yeah, they just kept it. Like, it started okay. to grow same on. thing with it's. I don't hate it. Like, I think Ramon said it was absolute garbage and he hated it. And I was like, eh, it's okay. I I don't think it's the best, but the Young Bucks use the same theme as well. Well, they've the used match... that theme for years, though. Their dad made it. So, oh, really? Yeah, he even sings the Elite song. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. And I, I really love the Young Bucks theme, but, uh, the match ends when Matt Cross hits a shooting star press on MJF for the win. Uncle Dave gave this two and three four stars. I gave it two and a half stars. I thought it was average. What say you? I thought it was a little above average. I gave it three. I had fun watching this. And I know yeah, I'm like good. a huge MJF, like, mega fan, but like, you know, also seeing him lose is weird because we're in this whole, when is this thing here? <laughs> We're in this whole thing where he hasn't lost a right. match yet. I'm hoping he doesn't lose one. Um, yeah, right. Uh, and he's but, going for the AEW title here, uh, here real soon. It will at all out, oddly enough. Yeah. So it was, it was a little weird. I, I like looking back, I was like, wow, I forgot he lost. So I didn't honestly didn't know who the hell the other guy was. I'm not going to lie. M Dog uh, 20. Um, he was. He was, uh, do you remember that team, the Filth and the Fury and, and Wrestling Society X? It was him no. and Teddy Hart. Okay, I might yeah. remember that part because I remember Teddy Hart. Yeah, they were, uh, I, I don't know if he was using the Matt Cross name there, if he was going by M-Dog 20. Um, but yeah, and he was, he was the one, he's famous for, he was on a season of Tough Enough and he got eliminated and people thought he was like going to be a favorite and he got eliminated fairly quickly. And they said, well, you didn't really show us anything. He was like, oh, well, I didn't know you wanted us to start doing, like, you know, all the cool stuff now. <laughs> and yeah. So he basically elim- he basically eliminated himself because he was stupid and he was, like, holding back. Because, <laughs> I mean, he is good. It just, uh, he didn't he didn't act like it. So I, I will say this is probably, I mean, it's hard to argue, this is probably the biggest stage he's ever been on. It was all in. And this was like twilight of his career, so I think. Speaking of twilight, so question: Where is he now? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Maybe I'm really Mexico? asking. I'm not like, where is he now? Like, I'm really asking, where is he now? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, maybe Mexico. I don't know. I, I, I think he did a lot of stuff in Mexico. Speaking of twilights of their career, though, man, Sean Mooney is backstage. All right. First of all, he... I, I got giddy for that. I'm not gonna lie. Hell yeah, and he's interviewing the NWA champion. Like, that's nuts. I mean, I realize it's not, you know, yeah. like Harley Race or something, but still, it's the guy well, holding the globe, the dome globe belt. Not to get ahead, but like, you know, and this is semi-spoiler, I'm just going to say it now because it's in keeping with it. Seeing Earl Hebner hold that title up 
as like to present oh, it as the map. I was like, that was weird, man. <laughs> it was like right? super weird. <laughs> I I didn't I even think about Mooney interviewing the NWA champion, but now I do. But yeah, it's just like yeah. God, that looks so two... weird. For so long, he was on the other side. Yeah, two WWF mainstays. It's nuts. I wish Sean Mooney had a job in wrestling today. That's all I can say. From my understanding, he doesn't want one. Yeah. He quit his podcast, though. That was my uh, next thing so I was going to say. I didn't know that. Okay. But I was going to say he has a podcast, but... He did, yeah. Was the the uh, primetime podcast with Sean Mooney. Yeah, he, he quit that. Yeah. Well, he quit that podcast a couple... I think right before the pandemic and people were speculating he's going somewhere. I think I talked to you about it. I was like, well, maybe he'll go to AEW or ML. I don't know. I, I assume he wouldn't quit that gig to go to MLW. <laughs> That's kind of dumb, but I don't well, know. I, I, re- I don't know. I mean, if you notice, by the way, in this show, I forget which match they mentioned MLW. It might have been. Yeah. Title match. Was it? Not sure. Uh, I'll, I'll probably remember it when we, but they do mention it by name. Yeah, but he interviews Nick Aldis backstage. Aldis uh, says that the reason that all the fans are there and all the buzz is on All In is because of him and the NWA. I mean, <laughs> typ- typical heel promo, but I chuckled a little bit. The NWA in 2018 is what's drawing people, sure. <laughs> How dare you, Greg? Put some respect on that name. Anyway. I'll lather it up. <laughs> what? Nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know where you're going with that. That's why I stopped. <laughs> Up next, we've got Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell. The weirdest part about all of this, and yes, I just said Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell, and that's not the weirdest part. The weirdest part is that the special guest referee is Jerry freaking Lynn. Good Lord, they put that over like wildfire. Oh, man, that's probably a really bad term to use right now. Uh, God. They put that over big, though, and Jerry Lynn's here, and then Callus is on the mic and saying, oh, man, I've, been, I've called millions of this guy's matches. Yeah. Jerry Lynn, man, like, I, I thought it was kind of funny when they still announced him as the new effing show, Jerry Lynn. Was I the only one that laughed a little bit? Uh, I'm not going to say I laughed, but I was like, he's, I did say he's still new. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's like the heartbreak kid, and you know he's like, you know, borderline uh, elderly at this and, point. And for that matter, the young bucks. Yeah, <laughs> what pushing forty? Uh, yeah, that's what Cornette always says. He's like, when do they stop becoming the young bucks and become the middle aged bucks or the the elderly bucks? <laughs> he's like, where does but it to stop? Be fair, they don't make their name off of being young, though. So you know. Yeah. Right. I just think it's just like an ironic name at this point. Yeah, it, it very much is. Well, Shawn Michaels. There you go. Uh, Amel comes out to the Bullet Club theme, and they show John Mayer at ringside, which I thought was an odd celebrity cameo. But oh, he was sitting there waiting on the world to change. You know, my God. Uh, Amel did a. Not gonna lie, I used that line when we watched it. (laughs) God. Amel did a coast to coast on Daniels at one point. Daniels awkwardly falls across the table outside of the ring later on. Did you notice that where he just kind of like yeah, lays himself on the table? I did. <laughs> but I thought if he would have sat there and took the move, I would have crapped all over it. But he moved and Amel went through the table. So I went, OK, fine. He didn't lay there like an idiot. But Jerry I like how he pointed out that Amel was undefeated in wrestling, by the way. 
<laughs> hey, uh, after one match, we at, he is we were, undefeated. Well, apparently, he had three. I didn't know that. They said they said on that. Oh like, yeah, three and zero. Oh, but you and I were at his first one. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Ironically, uh, go back he's in the archives. With, ironically, he's facing. Well, he's teamed with Cody and facing uh, a W guy and an NWA guy technically in that match. So it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, it's weird. Well, hey, if uh, it's it's weird that we're covering two Stephen Amell matches in this podcast, go back <laughs> in the archives. Uh, we cover Summer, uh, SummerSlam 2015. We were there. Jerry Lynn decides he's not going to count them out, and he grabs Daniels and throws him back in the ring. They nearly get into a fight, and you know they're about to fight because Jerry Lynn takes his shirt off, and that always means they're about to fight. Uh. <laughs> Daniels finally gets the that. win. I couldn't tell if you were being serious or what. <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, but Christopher Daniels finally gets the win with the Uranagi into the best moonsault ever. After the match, the two men shake hands, and all is forgiven. Uncle Dave gave this two and three four stars. I gave it two and a half for average. However, Amel was better than he deserved to be. I think he was no Pat McAfee, but no. Good lord. What do you what did you what do you think of this match? <laughs> I actually okay, first of all I gotta say the the missed best moonsault ever. He went for the moonsault, I think he hit him with his forehead and his forearms the first time. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty ugly. I, I, I thought it was way better than it should have been. Uh so yeah. But I did say two stars because it was still cluster, but still, you know, a male doesn't look like one of those celebrities in there just to chill his stuff. So, gotta give him that. Right. Yeah, and he wasn't, like, dressed like Arrow or anything during this match either, so that was refreshing, I, I guess. Next match, man, oh, it is I the mean, women's... Doing the thing because he was with Stardust, so I kind of got that, but still stupid. But at least there was a reason there. Right. Up next, man, it is the women's four-way match. It is... Oh, God, I gotta go barf, sorry. <laughs> Oh, come on. It was Tessa Blanchard versus Dr. Britt Baker DDS versus Chelsea Green versus Madison Rain. Madison Rain is back First in First of all, impact. I gotta say, before we even start, you know, they say Britt Baker's a doctor, but really, she's just a dentist. Just gotta point that out. God almighty. Uh, going down the list here, Madison Rain is back in Impact. Chelsea Green is in NXT, or I think NXT. Uh, we don't Britt know Baker, where she is, honestly. We haven't seen her in a while, so... Yeah, is she part of the, still part of the Robert Stone brand, or what the hell know. is she, going on with that? She fired him and walked out on him, and that's the last time we saw her. Hmm. This will be her, like, what, second recreation since <laughs> being in NXT? How can you not figure out what to do with her? God dang it, pal, look at her. She's so yeah, Canadian. And, uh, God. Uh, Dr. Means. Britt Baker. Me neither. Uh, Britt Baker's in AEW and injured, and Tessa Blanchard is jobless. Well, there's that. Now, this match went for 12 oh, minutes, 46 seconds. Yeah, if you want to call that a world championship, sure. Uh, Tanil Dashwood. Yeah. Tanil Dashwood and Mandy Leone are on commentary for this match. Uh, okay. I think Mandy Leone's part of that, the, the ROH's version of the beautiful people. I don't know what the hell they, I can't remember what they call it. Allure? Yeah, she was. Last time I heard. They formed yeah. at that show that Ramon and I went to at WrestleMania weekend. And yeah, we were like the beautiful they, people. <laughs> I feel like they didn't do much after, unless they did and they missed something. But again, I don't follow. They did some stuff, but yeah, they did. They did some stuff. I think uh, Angelina Love was, you know, the, the top woman in the group again. I think, but I don't know. Uh, Baker comes out to Adam Cole's ROH theme just in case you forgot they were dating. 
Chelsea Green is doing a dual personality gimmick where she's half normal and half her Psycho Bride gimmick. This was... Zack Ryder must be, like, weird. Beside himself. <laughs> uh, well, he was we'll Zack Ryder at the time, by the way, so... Yeah. Tessa Blanchard comes out and hugs her dad, Tully, and her stepdad, Magnum T.A. Dad? Yeah, her dad. My two dads. <laughs> and and I assume that's her little brother. I don't know. He was there with her fathers. I, I don't know. Above all this, I just want to see Magnum make Tully say I quit one more time, but... <laughs> Guess it didn't happen. Baker did did well out here. I thought, like, I don't know, like, I thought she did okay here, and then when she went to AEW, she started to suck, and then she got better. I don't know, but she did okay. But she was clearly the rookie of the group, out of relevant. They have to do the obligatory. Everybody stand outside and wait to catch me. Spot for all the women. I effing just viscerally hate that spot. Uh, Chelsea had to get in her significant other's woo-woo-woo face wash in the corner, just in case you forgot they were dating. <laughs> and then Britt Baker had hey, to hit her... Whatever you do, make all kinds of WWE references, okay? Gotta get those in there. Well, not just WWE references. Make references to the guys you're dating. Please, because they're more well-known than you. My God. And then, well, here you go, not, Britt... That part's not false. No, but Britt Baker had to hit Adam Cole's brain buster onto her knee. Again, in case you forgot they were dating. Gotta drive it home, pal. The match ends when Tessa Blanchard nails a hammerlock EDT on Chelsea Green and pins her. All four women hug it out and celebrate together at the end of the match. Uncle Dave gave this three and one four stars. I actually gave it three stars. I gave it three stars. I thought it was a decent match. This match sucked, man. I'm sorry, I hated it. This is the only match. I'm gonna say this right now. This is the only match I really hated. And I gave it one star. I Damn. just couldn't stand it. Uh, I went into this thinking I was going to hate it. I remember at the time I did not like it. Watching it back, I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. I, I've seen way, way worse since here. Yes, we have. So. And I'm not going to, I won't take that away from you. But in this day and age, it, this should have been ten times better. Uh, I will say this, I'm, though, man. My main note on here, I wrote it in all bold letters. Madison Rain sucks. <laughs> She's never... One, Redeeming quality about that woman. I don't care how good looking she is. She sucks. Uh, well, man. I've always, I've always stood on that. I've always, from day one, thought she was absolutely horrible, yet they built her up in TNA to be this big breakout star. She was great. Oh my gosh, she's been the champion all these times. Why? Tell me bro, why. And bro, without using TNA, her looks. Bro. Gosh. That's all I can imagine. Yeah, it's all that. I just. It's like, yes, she's gorgeous, but so. What? There are a lot of gorgeous women on that roster, and they were not built up like that. She cut a decent promo. Decent. Not good. Decent. She's not I, good in the ring. Honestly, I didn't like her promos, because I felt like she yelled a lot. <laughs> she was annoying, and she just, she's not a great wrestler. I don't I don't know if we're going to get a lot of hate for that, because I don't know if, if people stand, you know, Madison Rain, but, like, seriously. If you do, what stop the watching hell? women's wrestling, because you're backing uh, just a horrible wrestler. When I saw her in the Mae Young Classic, I went, oh, gosh. <laughs> My immediate thought was, okay, maybe someone talked something. <laughs> yeah, you were wrong, Greg. Uh, well, I, she, I try to give the benefit of the doubt. I mean, she's in it, so maybe there's something there. I and she's not even married to somebody who can teach her a thing or two either. She's married to Josh Epping Matthews, 
who is actually a worse wrestler than her. And so, a horrible uh, play-by-play guy. So there you go. Oh my, yeah. He, he's absolutely god-awful, and nobody can convince me otherwise. If you think that Josh Matthews is good, <laughs> stop watching wrestling. Just right. please stop. Let me just, let me just say it like this, okay? You ready? Go you ready? for it. I'd rather listen to Michael yeah. Cole. There. I oh. mean it. I swear I mean that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm... I, I think it's a toss-up, but yeah, I'd probably go with Michael Cole. I, yeah. At least Cole is somewhat knowledgeable. I mean, you know, but... Yeah. And at least when Cole sucks, there's somebody with him to carry him. You know, I mean... Well, last thing I'm going to say about this match, however, is... To, again, to use a Jim Cornettism, he said, uh, I, I, well, kind of his, but he got it from Ole Anderson. He said, Ole told him one time, he said, and I'm going to clean up the language here, but he said, you know, Cornette, I used to think you were a dumb F, but so many other dumb Fs have come along since you that, that you've moved up the ladder without even doing anything. <laughs> Are we still talking about so, Josh Matthews and Michael Cole or what? <laughs> wow. Uh, well, that can also be said there, too. I just, yeah, this match, I don't know. I, I think we've I think we've said all we could say about it. Moving on, to I think this that goes wasn't... back real quick before we end. I think this goes back to what you said at the beginning of the show. Like you know, sometimes you like things and then realize later how bad they were. I think at this point, yeah. you look at this and when you see where we are now with women's wrestling. You're like, wow, that could have been better. Yeah, that's true. But up next, we get the build-up video for Cody versus Nick Aldis. I thought oh, it was hold an on, hold on, package. hold on, hold on. We're not going to talk about fat ass Masa. Who? Didn't you see the thing in the crowd with some guy named Fat Ass Masa? I don't know who that no. was. That's his little, no. his, literally his name, Badass Masa. And then Callus makes no. a joke and says, that's his legal name. It's on his passport. Like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> you said Callus said that? Yes. Of course he did. His name of is Badass Masa. <laughs> that's his legal name. It's that's... on his passport. <laughs> yeah, I, that just draws me back in the archives, Heatwave 99, uh, where what was it? Bully Ray called the, he said, you big, bald, uh, or you big, fat, bald mother effer. And then Don Callis was like, how do you know his name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Don Callis. I thought he made commentary on this I, night. I think this is one of the highlights of the night, honestly. I mean, no, even though there's some great stuff here, but like, man, his commentary. I forgot how much yeah. I liked him. I yeah, think, I did I too, up until because, we watched Because he doesn't really have a filter, I think. No, he just and, says whatever the hell he wants. He's great. But he also, I, I, I want to say, keeps it kind of clean, too. I mean, like, he's edgy. He does, like, yeah. That, I don't know. I like him as a commentator. I think his stuff's funny. He was one of the reasons I liked uh, Slammiversary, because he was on the call. That's right, yeah. Because I, I, I was like, man, I could hear Don freaking callous. Hell yeah. Other than his Winnipeg uh, name drops, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All three but guys thought, from Winnipeg must be mentioned. Hell yeah. I thought the promo package for the NWA title match was great. Uh, showed clips of Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Harley Race, all holding the 10 pounds of gold. I, did you like this promo package? I, I did, but they just, they didn't show Brigid Ronnie Garvin. That hurt my heart, but you know, whatever. Oh, no. Well, he didn't hold the 10 pounds of gold, Greg. He was the NWA champion, though. Yes, but they weren't going to, they, I don't, I don't even know if they can legally show that belt. God dang it, championship, pal. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I said it for you. But this next match, man, it was Nick Aldis defending the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Cody Rhodes, or excuse me, Cody, pal, damn it. And the referee was Earl Hebner, as you had mentioned earlier. This went for 10 minutes, 15 seconds. It, 
this normally wouldn't be weird until I explain why I think it was weird in a minute. Brandy comes out onto the stage before anyone, and she dances around in a very revealing outfit. And, of course, she had to steal the spotlight right out the gate. But Cody comes Brandy out with... Brandy must shine. D- Hell yeah. But Cody comes out with DDP, Tommy Dreamer, Glacier, <laughs> Pharaoh, and Brandy's family. So, that's not creepy. Like, <laughs> it's just gross. <laughs> but yeah. the crowd absolutely blows their crap for Cody. Yeah, uh, and here's no, my thing, too. First of all, I didn't know he was doing this whole entourage thing before AW. Yeah, yeah, he's been doing it for a while. It is so nightmare stupid. Family. How dare you, pal? I, I, but, I get DDP, because, like, you know, like, Dusty Rhodes is, like, practically his father in wrestling. But, like, man, yeah, I just... I think he's well, trying too Glacier... hard to get his dad's name. I mean, why can't you just be you, dude? That's my thing. Well, well, Tommy Dreamer said, hey, I, I guess he worked a lot with Dusty. I don't know when he would have. I think Dusty was in ECW for a while. So. Yeah, well, so that's with that. Um, and Glacier, I guess, was one of Cody's trainers, I, I want to say. So that's why he was there. Random as hell. Because when yeah, I want someone yeah. to train me, man, I want Glacier. <laughs> well, hell yeah. And I'm saying Glacier. I can't remember the guy's real name. Is it Ray Lloyd? I think so. Or, Ray, it's Ray something. Yeah, I think it's Ray Lloyd. But yeah, him. Okay, well, that explain, like, actually, that explains the disaster kick. Now that I think about it. <laughs> no, I'm being uh, real. Yeah. Seriously, it does explain that. He did that move in WCW. It was like a basic oh, move. Oh, seriously? So. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know he was his trainer. Okay, that explains the disaster kick now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Glacier is there. The the having to bring the dog out as whatever. I guess the dog is over, pal. What's the dog's name again? Pharaoh. Yeah. I will uh, say but, that is an amazing dog, man. It's like freaking yeah, it's a Yeah, it's a beautiful dog. I would never own a husky though, because <laughs> you want an over dramatic dog, by all means get a freaking husky. <laughs> people people mock them all the time because they they're just so dramatic. It, whenever they go to the vet you can hear them screaming through the whole clinic. <laughs> Nick Aldis then comes out. He has Sam Shaw, Sean Devari, and Jeff Jarrett in his corner. <laughs> I'm like, wow, wanna... this is a motley crew right here. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was about to say, it's like, well, what a hell of a motley crew they've got. Mother of God. Like, how do you co- how do you go against DDP, Tommy Dreamer, and Glacier? God dang it, Mal, or man. Uh, Devari, Dexter Loomis, and Double J. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for, I'll give him double J. I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, but the other two, former NWA champion. Yeah. Man, when they put that I over assume... hard, man, nobody mattered to the NWA title more than Jarrett in the early two thousands. Shut up. Yeah, because he booked himself that way. <laughs> well, don't jump ahead of me to the end of this match, please. Oh, but... <laughs> good lord! What you really but... didn't see this coming, please? It's yeah, I, I knew you were. I knew you were going with something. <sighs> During the match, all this reminds everyone why he's an amazingly cocky heel. I just, I, I've always been a huge mark for all this, and I think you have been too, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Well, more uh, madness, but yeah, you know, well, yeah. Cody springboards to the outside and gets caught by an elbow to the face, which busted him wide open. Hey, big match, man! Cody must bleed. Hogan must pose. Cody must bleed. 
Uh, DDP checks on Cody before Davari shoves. D- of all people, Davari shoves DDP. <laughs> I'm just kicking over Davari's a- involved in this match. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> It's just wow, uh, and uh, and then this prompts DDP to nail the diamond cutter on on Davari and get the pop. When all this drops, Cody with a pile driver, Brandy crawls in and checks on him because she's got to get more spotlight. All this dives off the top rope with an elbow, but Brandy lays across Cody and takes the elbow or takes the bullet of the elbow drop. This allows Cody to recover and he hits crossroads, but all this kicks out. The match ends when all this goes for a sunset flip, but Cody sits down and pins him for the three, and he wins the NWA title. Uncle Dave gave this match four stars. I gave it three. What say you? I gave it three as well. I like the match. It's just yeah. like, I feel like I, I knew Cody won this, but then I'm like, wow, he's... First of all, one of the notes that I put over, I put on my thing here, because it needs to be said, uh, I said... Uh, First of all, and this is not a knock, but the NWA title is not that big of a deal this day and age. The way they put it over, my God. I think he, uh, yeah. Well, I think he just wanted that moment of, you know, I, I'm i holding the same belt that my dad held, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and then my other note was seeing Earl hold the title was odd, <laughs> which we had talked about. <laughs> Here's my biggest yeah. thing. I said, good grief, the announcers are all over Cody's nuts. They probably should have avoided saying <laughs> that Cody and the Bucks put the show together. Because that completely made the whole finish of this match look manufactured. Because they hammered home that Cody and the Bucks, Cody and the Bucks, Cody and the Bucks put the show together. So why the hell yeah. would Cody lose? That is part of the mm-hmm. problem for me. Like, so you're saying he booked the show, put himself over. That's what I heard when I heard that. Sorry, that's just the way I hear it. But it's pretty Nothing pathetic. Pally's over. Yeah, I just yeah, I mean, I just Cody's not gonna lose on the a, show. He's gonna put on himself. Okay, let's be real. But. I mean, in in their defense, if I was gonna make a defense of it, um, he appeared at the next NWA pay per view and lost the belt to Aldis, and I think that might have helped. It, it helped them get a big match for their next pay per view for the title. Okay, but so, why couldn't Aldis beat him here and then beat him there and look dominant because Cody wasn't going to the NWA? He popped up a couple times in NWA this month, I think, as the champion. But yeah, and then obviously because he had to, probably no more after he that. Wasn't going there. I no, just, no. Yeah, you know, I think it kind of diminished Aldis's reign a little bit. Like Cody say, "Hey, a look at me. little bit." Yeah, I mean, you could you could also I, say that it's like, well, of course, Aldis has a win on him his home turf. You know, it's like all things being equal with well, it. Yeah, but, but now we're like, okay, is there a third match? It could have just been Aldis winning two, and that's it. He won. But no. Yeah, I don't think there was a third match. Yeah. I I, I don't think there was a third match. I could be wrong, but yeah. I I, I know they got a pay-per-view out of it. I genuinely like Cody. I think you know this. But it's hard to argue when I have people, like, laughing at him and making fun of the stuff he does and stuff when you see stuff like this. Like, I want people to know that. I don't hate Cody. I like him. I, I genuinely like him. I think he's a good wrestler, but... It's hard to argue with people. We're like, oh, Cody's got to shine. Put himself over. We'll return after these messages. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand assembled in the USA, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you. Ready to hang with just one screw. 
Use code POD15 to get 15% off your order today. That's code POD15 at FractureMe.com. Summer vacation, here we come. Yep, I packed the craft beers I got at Total Wine. Did you remember a bathing suit? No, but I did pack a bunch of summer wines. Whites, rosés, Zinfandels. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Now, back to our program. Well, something that did not shine was this next thing at least oh. not to me anyway well well we'll get into it here uh, the entire match oh, this, this oh, next I, match i gotta i gotta prep for this <laughs> this entire next match was built up around a being the elite storyline with some stupid story where hangman quote killed joey ryan by beating him up and then strangling him with a phone cord because you know <laughs> phones still have cords in 2019 in 2018 <laughs> Not a noose, because, you know, that might make too much sense. Uh. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't even think about that part. But then Hangman is haunted by the guilt of it all, even to the point of where his boots are effing talking to him. Oh, yeah, and that's going to come play here in a second. stupid. Yeah, this was worse, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I, I never thought I would... I can't help but laugh. I'm sorry, this whole thing. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but this was worse than... Uh, Hulk Hogan seeing the warrior in the mirror and then yeah. Eric Bischoff couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was worse than that. I realize this is a stupid comedy show, but they built a match on a big show up to this. Like, what? Like, why? But we First get... of all, <laughs> who is Hangman Wrestling? Joey frickin' Janela. I rest my case right there on what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, it was Hangman Page versus Joey Janela with Penelope Ford in his corner. It was a Chicago street fight that went on for 20 minutes, 10 seconds. Uh, okay, first, I, before I, you go on, not to cut you off, but the last match was 10 minutes. This one gets 20. Do you see what's wrong there? Yep. Well, hey, Janela's got to get his time in, man. So we we can see Aldis and Cody probably have a 20-minute classic. But we got to see these two mm-hmm. have a 20-minute joke. And I love Hangman. You well... Know well, yeah, Greg. Gosh, I just—you got to get I, in all the was, little references that the marks like. This was my first note of this. Like, why the hell is this match this long? The last one was hella short. That was my first note. Uh, mm, I don't know, but this was kinda, obviously kind of undoes my whole thing about Cody booking himself, huh? Kinda, it makes yeah. it unravel a little bit. <laughs> a little <Got> bit. It? <laughs> but this one, this was obviously when Penelope Ford was still dating Joey Janela, and she was the bad girl, and he was the bad boy. Whatever, I will say Ford is hotter than a two-dollar pistol. They literally, not figuratively, they literally used a Cracker Barrel from the restaurant Cracker Barrel to do a that bunch reminds, of crazy spots. That reminds me, by the way, they also had TGI Fridays on the apron, so they were they did. all over the place with the. I know. I thought that was a little odd, but they do a bunch of crazy spots involving tables and the Cracker Barrel, and Penelope Ford repeatedly gets involved, save Janella. The commentators keep playing up Jelly Nutella's experience in backyard garbage matches. <laughs> that name, sorry. You heard, you heard what I just called him. Jelly freaking Nutella, man. I just, I've never, ever, ever liked him. I never will. He's, he's garbage. And he's proud of the fact that he's never had formal wrestling training. He taught himself in his backyard. He looks like it. Ford and Janela set up two tables in the entry area. 
But Paige powerbombs Janela off the stage through one of the tables, and Janela's head smacks the other one. Too bad it didn't knock any sense into him. After he hits the buckshot lariat and the dead eye on Janela, Penelope breaks up the pin with a black garbage bag. Paige dumps it out, and there are his cursed boots, <laughs> which Paige <laughs> freaks out over. <sighs> Paige then super kicks Ford, and Janela super kicks Paige. I'm serious. A couple times I thought, my God, Jelly Nutella is going to win this match, isn't he? But alas, thank God I was wrong. A table gets set up. Both men climb a ladder. Paige strangles Janela with a phone that he, quote, killed Joey Ryan with. Then he hits the dead eye off the table, or excuse me, off the ladder through the table. Uncle Dave, not shockingly, gave this four and one fourth stars. I gave it two and a half because it was a somewhat entertaining garbage match. What say you? I gave it two. And I'll, are we going to skip over the man or woman violence in this match? Cody was okay with that? Uh, I did. Did Paige actually hit her ever? He super kicked her, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but yeah, he super kicked the crap I know! I uh, thought she went was... flying. Yeah. I know, people, he didn't really hit her. God, we're not that stupid, but just, ah, uh, whatever. I still maintain that she was hotter than a $2 pistol, though. But after the match, man, here's where the stuff really gets going. And this doesn't age well. Not that it should have been good then. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it was good at the time. <laughs> the lights go out after the match, and a clip is shown of the dead body of Joey Ryan. And then penis druids, who are a bunch of dudes in penis costumes, line the entryway. You're not, make, you're not making that up. Nope. If I'm lying, I'm flying, and my feet haven't left the ground. But they line the entryway so that Joey Ryan can come out to the biggest ovation of his entire career. 10,000 screaming looks, bro. <laughs> Ryan does the stupid penis flip on Paige, takes out his sucker, puts it in Paige's mouth, and then super kicks him. And then the Hold penis on, druids... Yeah. The end. The penis, penis druids carry Paige away as the crowd chants, Rest in penis. Oh, I don't man. know whether to laugh or to cry. I don't know if, if if Jim Cornette saw this, but I feel if he did, he would have had a coronary. Look, <sighs> for the longest time, I, I, I've always thought it was Katie Bick. After seeing this, I had never seen it. This is probably the worst thing I've seen <laughs> in wrestling history. The worst! Easily. This? Oh, this was just like, what if, the... Hell. If Joey came out and did the, the penis plex or whatever, you know, what it's stupid, but whatever, okay. But they had to do that. Rest in penis, Greg. Rest in penis. And what gets me is all these I, people I, are cheering this, too. Like, this is, like, amazing. Yeah. Well, that's the greatest thing they've ever seen, Greg. It's better than Raw. Yeah. A man <laughs> flips another man with his junk. And then has junk druids carrying him out. Yeah. <laughs> junk druids. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, all right. Um, up next, getting away from this, it doesn't get, it, it gets less stupid, but it's still kind of goofy. Backstage, G Lethal is walking and he gets stopped by a random hand in his face. That hand then gives Lethal some Macho Man sunglasses and slaps him on the shoulder. Uh, Lethal then stands straight up and looks like he's psyching up as he looks at the sunglasses. And that leads into this next match. 
This next match was for the Ring of Honor World's Heavyweight Championship. It was Jay Lethal with Lanny Poffo defending the championship against Flip Gordon. This match went just shy of 14 and a half minutes. I'll tell you what, the last person I expected to see on this show was Lanny effing Poffo. Yeah, I just... <laughs> He's not <laughs> leaping much these days. Uh, no, I think his leaping days are far behind him. Uh, I said Brandy, of course had to get herself more screen time because she came out with Flip Gordon. She had to be in his corner. Okay, I got to say something right off the bat. Did you happen to catch Don Callis's remark about her? No, I didn't. What did he say? <laughs> he said, and I quote, that is the most beautiful woman in all the all wrestling world. I'm not, mm. I'm not saying she's bad looking. I'm just saying, did Cody pay him to say that? <laughs> hey, maybe he has a thing for Brandy. I don't know. No, Cody paid him to say that, please. <laughs> Good lord. Well, I, I, I would, I would say she's, uh, she's contending for at least top ten, if not top five. You know, but yeah, she's. Is she number one? No. no. Okay, then my point's been made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of of um, I, I don't know, very uh, liberal statements on the show, Greg, so just keep that in mind. I mean, they were putting over Joey Janela like he was great in the last match. So, 20 minutes versus 10 minutes for the NWA title. That's all I gotta say. Versus 14 and a half minutes for the ROH title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was one of the longest matches on the show, if not the longest match on the show. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was not the longest match on the show. We'll get to that. Uh, But this man, Lanny Poffo, comes out tossing frisbees to the crowd like he's one of the dynamic dudes. And Lethal is wearing Macho Man's actual black, red, and yellow outfit. Didn't they make a... Yeah, they made a figure of him in that outfit, didn't they? Mm, I, I don't I think know, so. No, there was one in, in those pants. I don't think he... I don't know if he was a basic or whatever. He came with, like, the rib tape. You remember that one? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think, like I said, I think it was a basic, but he's in these these tights, and he's got, like, uh, fake rib tape on, on the figure. Uh, Lethal starts off by doing the Mega Powers handshake with Poffo and then to flip. Throughout the match, Lethal keeps pretending that Brandy Rhodes is Miss Elizabeth. Brandy slaps him at one point, and he seems to snap out of it, and he wrestles as regular Jay Lethal from that point out. Later in the match, though, when Lethal makes a comeback on Flip, Poffo slaps Lethal's shoulder again, and he becomes a black machismo once more, because apparently he has an on-off switch in his shoulder. I I guess this was a being the elite thing, but I don't watch yeah. that crap. I think so. all, most of these matches originate on there, I think. Yeah. I just They don't explain any of it. They're like, ah, you watch our YouTube show, right? No, I don't. Yes, you do. We assume you do, therefore you do. Yeah. Nope. I honestly have never watched an episode of Being the Elite, ever. I've seen clips when they're shared on, like, YouTube or something, or uh, uh, Twitter or something, but that's about it. He uh, Lethal then nails Hail to the King from all three, or not all, there's more than three corners, but from three corners of the ring before Flip kicks out and hulks up. This was the point in the match. Well, I'll just he, he hulks up and then does the Hulk Hogan combination of punches, uh, then he does the, the big boot and the leg drop. During this time, I think it was Excalibur who said something to the effect of, there's something ultimate brewing inside him, the spirit of a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, first of all, that was lame under any circumstances. Second of all, he's clearly doing Hulk Hogan. 
How, like, where do you get Ultimate Warrior from this? Have you watched wrestling in the past, I don't know, 30 years? Well, were we allowed to say Hulk Hogan at that time? It was 2018. Well, no, no, he he was about ready to come back at Crown Jewel. So after a frenzy by Flip, Lethal ends up winning the match with a lethal injection. Uncle Dave gave this three and a half stars, as did I. What say you? I said three. I like both guys. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Book, uh, Flip finally got booked. Or book I was, uh, I was, he came to a couple APW shows before this event with the whole book flip thing. So that was like a huge thing. Yeah, you were asking me about that. You were like, so did he ever get booked? <laughs> I was like, technically. <laughs> uh, but book yeah, flip, so. Book flip. And it was funny. The, the reason Brandy was out there is like some, I mean, besides the fact that obviously she needed more camera time because this was, every week it's, it's all elite wrestling dynamite with Brandy. And now this is all in. With Brandy. Thank God she didn't have a match. That's all I gotta say. Why, that but, might have been the show stealer. Oh, gosh, yeah. Hey, how do you make that women's four-way worse? Brandy. A shot of Brandy. Oh, man, Madison Ray was carrying a pretty good problem. <laughs> it's six one half dozen the other, I guess. After the match, Bully Ray comes out and takes out Lethal and Flip Gordon before whipping Gordon with a chain. Lanny Poffo tries to get in and fight him, but Bully kicks him right in the nads. Bully pulls out a table and sets it up for the first time in his life. He got his own damn table. Uh, before Colt Cabana comes out to make the save, Lethal and Gordon get up, and all three of them do the shield bomb to Bully Ray right through the table. <laughs> the funniest part was as he's he's about to get powerbombed, he's like, What? Oh my god! And then he goes yeah. through the table. Like, like he was like falling to his death. I know. It's like, dude, you're going through a table. It's not the first time. You'll be okay. I mean, kudos for selling it like it's a big deal, but I did find it funny that they did the shield bomb <laughs> through the table, though. I'm like, two super skinny little guys and then Colt F and Cabana in the Roman Reigns spot. <laughs> All right. But up next, mm -hmm. man, up next, we got Kenny Omega versus Penta L0M, which was how he was built on the show. Pentagon. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Pentagon here, he, he is the man of a thousand names to anybody who doesn't really understand the dynamics of, like, Lucha Libre and Mexico and whatever. Almost every luchador has at least three names if they've ever been in more than one company. Because it's kind of like the WWE, where they trademark the name and you can't take it with you. So they've got a thousand variations in their back pocket. Like, I, I know for a fact, just off the top of my head, he was Pent I think he's just Pentagon now, isn't he? Yes. No, yeah, so he's just Pentagon now, but he's Pentagon Junior. Uh, Pentagon Dark, Penta L0M, and then just Penta L0. So, and that's just also coming. Was he at one point, too? <laughs> he, was, he was a P. Diddy at, at one point, I believe. I don't know. Maybe not. P. Diddy L0M. That, that'll be his next variation. God, you know, uh, but, I don't know if you're trying to be funny, because you're probably right. That's the thing. <laughs> maybe. But this match went on for 17 minutes, 46 seconds. I think the commentators had to have their lips surgically removed from Kenny Omega's ass after this match. And yep. Yeah. I mean, were you on the same boat I, as me? Oh, yeah. I caught that. Yeah. More it, than Cody. Honestly. Yeah. They come out and... Yeah, Cody, man. Yeah, Cody had a wet ass after this. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Lots of wet asses after this show, man. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, Kenny... Kenny just comes out like... I don't know if he wasn't allowed to have the IWGP title with him, 
if there was something where he couldn't get it on okay, the plane. So that was one of my first notes. I'm like, where the hell is his title? Yeah, because they kept putting over that he's the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He's in the graphics holding the title. He comes out beltless. He, he All comes there in out, Chicago. Maybe someone stole it. Yeah. Well, I think somebody just stole one of his bags, period, because he comes out no entrance gear, no belt. He just kind of like walks to the ring like he's being, le- you know, in a shotgun wedding or something. <laughs> wow. I'm like, do you even want to be here? Like, what is going on, dude? If this was the first time I'd seen Kenny Omega, I would have been like, wait, this guy's a star. Like, OK. But yeah, Don Callis, man, like Rickaboni and Excalibur were, you know, doing their thing with it. But my God, Don Callis. I think it's the Canadian thing. He's, oh, he's the greatest wrestler to ever come out of Winnipeg. Oh, my God, it's Kenny Omega. Greatest wrestler on Earth. Marr! Cartman getting eaten by global warming again. But anyway. I wasn't sure that was... <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> I, I was saying... I did say, though, in their defense, the crowd did blow their gasket for both men. While this was a good match and very entertaining, I said it lacked a lot of realism. At one point, Pentagon nails Fear Factor on the apron, which was a package pile driver. And he does the double stop inside the ring, and yet that's not enough for the finish. No, no, dropping a man on his head on the hardest part of the ring, and then literally jumping off the top rope and stomping on him. Not enough. He's he's tougher than that, god dang it. Omega uh, even hits his own package pile driver, gets a two count, hits the 5,000th knee V-trigger, Easy for me to say. Then Pentagon reverses the one-winged angel. They fight for a while longer before Omega finally wins with the one-winged angel. Uncle Dave gave this four and a half stars. I gave it an even four for as much crap as I just talked about it. It was entertaining. What say you? I gave it four as well. I really loved it. Yeah, I I liked it. I just it's becoming more uh, glaringly obvious to me anyway. Uh, the more I watch Kenny Omega's matches, where I'm like, you just don't sell anything, do you? And you have to hit 5,000 huge moves in order to beat the guy. Like, I mean, like I said, not to go back on what I just said, that it's, it is entertaining, and I am a fan of Kenny Omega. But it's like, can you just, like, sell? Like, that'd be cool, right? I, mean, I think the stuff he's doing currently with Hangman is, like, probably the best stuff he's been doing lately. I I dig him and Hangman together. I think they're a good team. I'm now wondering, it's like, which one of them is going to turn heel? I think that's why they're doing that. They're like, because there for the longest time, you're like, well, obviously Hangman's going to turn on him. They're going to break it. Now it's like, wait, is he turning heel? Like, what's going on? But the lights go out in the arena after the match for like two freaking minutes. Like, was it just me or was were the lights off for like ever? Yep. Yeah. Then the lights finally. Like, come oh back man, on. there's like someone get out of here, please. And, or what was he saying? Uh, yeah, he was like, live oh, TV folks, pay for li- someone yeah. get out here because I can't see a damn thing. I. I can feel you next to me. Yeah, God. Yeah, they were like, somebody didn't pay the electric bill. Come on, Cody. <laughs> the, the lights finally come back come on. on. Cody? I don't think they said that, oh. but they did say the thing about uh, somebody didn't pay the electric bill. Uh, but the lights finally come back on, and someone who is clearly not Pentagon is dressed and painted up like Pentagon, laying on the mat. He gets up and lays waste to Kenny Omega. They're still pretending like this is Pentagon. He drops him with a code breaker, and then he takes off the Pentagon mask, and oh my gosh, it's Chris Jericho! He then nails another code breaker on Omega before grabbing the microphone, and I forgot about this part, because I was like, wasn't this after the Wrestle Kingdom match? But he grabs the mic and he says, Kenny Omega, I'll see you on the Jericho cruise. And then he exits through the crowd. I'm like, 
man, I forgot this angle was literally to build up a match on a boat. It was cool. shilling for the event, too. Oh, right, yeah. You get pay-per-view time to plug your boat cruise. Like, doesn't get much better than that, eh? (laughs) And I say A because he's Canadian, but uh, whatever. (laughs) I don't know, Um, man. I I I thought it was a cool angle. I knew it was Jericho, but going back and look at I mean, I knew after the fact, but going back and look at it, I probably would have called it because you can see it's, it's clearly him. I, you looked at the guys, they zoomed in on his face, and you can tell it was him. I didn't know at first that it was Jericho. Uh, I mean, at first glance, when they first showed him, I was like, you know, okay, it's Pentagon. Like, was it seriously? Like, did they seriously have a power outage? And when he stood up, and you're looking at him, you're like, eh, that's, um, yeah, that's somebody else. <laughs> I didn't know it was Jericho right off the bat, though. So... I don't know, I still thought it was well done. This was during the time when Jericho liked to dress up and like he was in his cosplay phase, I guess. I don't know. But it I don't know. I thought it was a good angle. I don't know about you. Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, obviously I couldn't you know, it's not like I was waiting to see a match on a boat. I couldn't have even if I wanted to, but <laughs> But we go from the penthouse to the outhouse as we see Marty Skrull walking backstage and a hand pops out of nowhere again and wags a finger in his face. And then another hand pops out of nowhere, and also wags a finger in his face. Then you hear these cartoonish, weird voices talking, and I guess they're criticizing him about being too small and stuff. And he grabs the first finger, does his taunt like he's a librarian, and then he, quote, breaks the finger, and he does the same thing to the second one, and then he laughs really weird. I, I just... What the F was this, Greg? They were, uh, I think it was two 16-year-old girls uh, ratting on him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the hell, man? That was not an answer I expected. I, I mean, that's just what I thought. It's... I assume this was something... Uh, British I... ones, by the way, you know, of consent. Gotta make that clear. Oh, my gosh. I assume this was something to do with something on being the elite. I don't. I don't know. I was... I, I was going to ask you, but okay, Let's take yeah. that away. <laughs> I was watching live, and I went, "What? What the f was that?" And I watched it back two years later, still going, "What the f was that?" <laughs> I I've never been given an answer, so I I don't know. I uh, yeah, they're inside jokes somehow, or jokes angles, whatever. Sometimes get me. The only one that I, I, I ever get it. That they're, that they're, I saw force, the... they're forcing you to watch being the elite, which I. I think it's stupid, but I get it. Yeah. I guess it's smart. I don't particularly like it, but I think it's smart. Yeah. Uh, the only inside joke thing that I really laughed at from being the elite was the one they did after that uh, local jobber was part of the Dark Order, and he was doing those like punches that are a mile away from Dustin Rhodes' head. Yeah. <laughs> and then they show like Matt Jackson doing that to Christopher Daniels, and Daniels was selling it like he was being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, Jackson was, like, looking right into the camera the whole time, like, just giving it a death stare. <laughs> but this it next controls. match... Hell yeah. The next match was Kazuchika Okada versus Marty Skrull. The referee for this match was Tiger Hattori from New Japan Pro Wrestling. This was the longest match of the night at 26 minutes, 6 seconds. And we'll I'm going to say this. I felt that time because it was like, good yeah. lord, this match is still going. Yeah. This, we'll talk about the time 
here in a bit because there is some stuff to cover with it, but we'll get to it. It's pertinent to the end of the show. When Okada's music hits, the crowd blows the damn roof off the Sears Center. My God, that guy was over. Uh, towards the end yeah, of the match, yeah, was he probably is not now, but well, I I haven't watched New Japan in a while. I assume trust he's, me, he's still amazing. Or, well, or, yeah, I, I mean, kind of figured that, but yeah, well, I'm that saying he's like, over to this crowd. And, that guy's like God over there, man. I know. Well, that's why they call him the Rainmaker because he literally makes some tons of money. So, I, good for him. I want his toy, by the way. I, I need that figure. Got it pre-ordered. Yeah, I hate you. Towards the end of the match, Marty reverses a Rainmaker attempt to do a chicken wing, but Okada eventually breaks it with a backpack stunner. He sits there way too long, though, and Marty locks it back in. Okada breaks it with a pin attempt. The ref gets bumped, and Marty goes for the umbrella. He nails Okada with it, hits the Rainmaker on him, and then gets a near fall. But the match finally ends with multiple Rainmakers in a row from Okada for the pinfall victory. Uncle Dave gave this four and one four stars. I gave it three and a half stars. What say you? I was very close to giving it five, but I just thought it dragged at the end. I said four. I thought it was really good, but see, I'm the opposite. I thought that it got started so slow. Like the first five plus minutes of the match, I was like, my God, do something. And then I felt it started to pick up. And then, yeah, I just, it ended. And I was like, man, that was a very long Marty Skrull match. And I like, I like Skrull, liked Skrull, whatever. And I like Okada. But, man, it was a long-ass match, man. It's probably the longest match of Marty Skrull's career. Definitely the biggest crowd of his career. Unless, wait, was he in MSG? I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, okay, if he was at MSG... That was the biggest crowd of his career. If not, this definitely was. But yeah, yeah there I was... just I I love this match. I just feel like at the end it was like, well, oh, still going. I, yeah, it was it's as weird as that sounds. And I, I love Okada. I think he may be the best guy in in New Japan. Yeah. Like maybe even one of their top three in history. He's that good. Oh yeah. He, uh, I would put him on the Mount Rushmore of uh of New Japan for sure. But either way, yeah. So. Yeah, unfortunately, he's he's a lifer, I think, so he's never going to come here for one of these companies. But same with Tanahashi. And, and I mean, in their defense, they tried to get him. Yeah, you know, I mean, they got him into TNA, and Vince Russo used him as Okado. So Tanahashi also wrestled Styles on a pay per view. Yeah, I remember that. That's when he was the U twenty five champion. Is that still a thing? I didn't. I wow! I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like for any wrestler under twenty five. I'm like, look, that pool's got to be pretty small. So, uh. in in Japan, it's it's bigger because they start them off like real young. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, so. are they constantly bringing twenty year olds in there every day? Or yeah, I just I don't know. It's probably like just concept, a young lions. Just... Yeah, it's probably like a young lions kind of belt. But the fact that Tanahashi held it kind of makes me go like, don't quote me on this. I think he might have been the first one to hold it. Mm, bring prestige to it, I guess. The ace of Japan. Well, mm, I mean, I see your point, but not necessarily because he wasn't nothing. Well, he was nothing when he first won it. So I don't know nah. if it would be a prestige thing. Like now it would be, obviously. But yeah, right. he, was, he was, I think he was still just a kid, basically, when he won it. But like, yeah. I do remember Mike Tanay, like losing his crap when he goes, oh, my God, we're going to have Styles versus Tanahashi. And, who the hell's Tanahashi? And then I saw. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Greg. You you listen to the professor when he 
when he pops a, a stiffy over someone, you know he's good. Hey, I don't know if you're joking, but you're not wrong. <laughs> go back and watch, go back in archives, by the way, Korean American Bass 96. He is talking up this new kid, Rey Mysterio Jr., man, like, he's like the second coming of, like, Mexican Jesus or something. And <laughs> Mexican <wow>. Jesus. <laughs> Did he pay off? Oh, God. Oh, well. But it paid off, though. He was right. So there you go. I mean, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. We'll return after these messages. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Now, back to our program. We're finally on the main event of the night, man. It's the Golden Elite. Matt and Nick Jackson with Kota Ibushi. They're taking on Bandito, Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio. In a six-man tag team match, it went for 11 minutes, 42 seconds. The guys are clearly rushing to get to the ring to start the match. Or, excuse me, the Golden Elite is clearly rushing to get to the match. I got a note on that after, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Rey must not have been ready or something, because his music plays for almost like a minute or two before he even pops up. I said the same thing. I'm like, what is he... Like, what is he doing? Trying to, like, make a huge grand entrance and then come out of the damn uh, stage? Is like, what, and what it broke. Cool? But, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, are they just trying to get this, this song that I've never heard at that point? Are they trying to get that over or what? I don't know. No. Also, I, sorry, I not to catch up, but also, it goes back to what you just said. They're all rushing to get to the ring. Except yeah. for Ray. <laughs> yeah. He was like, look, I take my time. But you know who the hell I am. Yeah. How much money did you pay me to be here? Yeah, go go ask Conan. <laughs> There's like two guys left in wrestling right now from that era, both on the show, that could get away with stuff right. like that because of who they are and what they've done. Yeah. Rey Mysterio and La Champion. No, I was talking about Rey Mysterio and Don Callis. But... Oh, gosh. I'm going to smack the hell out of you. Well, Callis is the other Canadian, so. <laughs> but Rey is dressed like Wolverine from X-Men. I know that popped you. And you know I got a stiffy over that. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I, he came out and I was like, holy crap, that's one of the best outfits he's ever wore. Gonna say this yeah. right now, I thought it was better than Gargano's Wolverine one. Oh, well, yeah, because he didn't get the mask or anything with it. I just and meant overall, act- but yeah, that helps too. Well, yeah. Uh, he, there was a picture of him in the back, Brian Cage, he's a big Wolverine mark, so he had to pose with Ray and he's holding up his Wolverine t-shirt. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. This is a typical Lucha Libre trios match, but I thought it was very good. Tons of cool spots for all six men. The match finally ends when the Young Bucks hit a Meltzer driver on Bandito and pin him for the three. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it four and a half stars. I gave it three and a half. What say you? Uh, Sorry, I I gave it two. Wow. There's a couple of reasons here. 
first off, I just, the normal flippy stuff, I'm like, okay, I've seen it all before. One of my first notes for this match is like, why the hell is this the main event? We just had quite a few matches that could have easily been five stars. We didn't rate them that, but they were all damn good. Why is this the main event? I mean, because uh, Young Bucks, bro, <sighs> and Rey Mysterio. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because they're like, well, we got Rey Mysterio. We got to put him in the main event. Okay, I, I guess I guess I see the logic there, but no. Okay, Omega and Pentagon could have been the main event. Scroll and Okada could have been the main event. Flip and Lethal could have been the main event. <laughs> yeah, that was for the title. Cody, all title. this, honestly, as much as I crap on Cody, that, you know, and he he did book it, but that was the NWA title. That could have, that sh- probably should have been the main event. I think he I, didn't <sighs> put it in the main event because of people being about it. Yeah, so the one time you listen to people is the time he shouldn't have. Yeah. I love, like, I love Mysterio, obviously, I'm a huge fan. And, uh, I don't know, there's, it just felt like it was a, Basic cruiserweight match that should have opened the show to me. Sorry. I That's... thought there was some cool stuff in it. I don't, I kind of agree with you that it shouldn't have closed the show. Uh, I, I can't believe Meltzer gave it four and a half stars. Oh, like... well, I can tell you why right now. Another one of my notes. I want to say it was <laughs> Excalibur. Cleared. I want <laughs> well, that too. I want to say it was Excalibur. It might... uh, no, 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 no. It was the other guy. The, the guy from Rick of Honor. Rick of Boney. Yes. Rick of Boner. Um, <laughs> God. They went for the they went for the Meltzer driver, and he says, "Dial him, Buckle Dave. Tell him we love him." Yeah, <laughs> yes. There you go. That adds a that adds a star and a half right there. One of my favorite parts of the of the match was they go for the Meltzer driver, and before I want to say it's yeah, it's Nick that does the springboard. He's going for the springboard, but before he can, Phoenix walks the ropes and punt kicks him in the face. I. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I did too. There was there was uh, some I really love the, cool stuff in here. I love the stuff with like the I think it was a fireman's roll and then the moonsault from the from the uh, second rope, which went like like lightning. It was so fast. Yeah. And Bucks and, uh, what's his name? Hibushi. Hibushi. It's yeah. Still early. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's it was all really good. I I I I loved it. Um, I didn't think it was show closing material, but no, it was definitely I'm, show opening, and I don't mean that as a knock. This is how you should kick off a show. Yeah, get it, get it going hot. I had to take off a point though because, like, this is how it ended. I just felt like it was so damn rushed. Right. And get not to jump to the end. My last note was, "What the hell's up with the abrupt ending?" You can still hear the announcer signing off as the final graphic is shown. Yeah, they don't even get a chance to celebrate. They're like, and, uh, that "One, was, two, three, that, win!" Ding, and that ding. was another. That was another part of the note. I'm like, this is a huge show for them. They should have had a major celebration. Well, I just, uh, I, when we get into the final ratings, I will kind of run down some of that stuff, but uh, we're going to take the last break of the podcast. When we come back, it's going to be final ratings, and I'll explain the timing issues right after this. We'll return after these messages. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. 
They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Now, back to our program. All right. Uh, the final ratings of the show, according to IMDb, they gave it an 8.4 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it an 8.72 out of 10. I gave it an even 8 out of 10. I For an indie show, I was thoroughly entertained. What say you? I agree with you. I said eight. I just refused to call this an indie show because there were so many guys from that were well known. I mean, I get the premise. But well, this was like an all star show to me. Yes, but I mean, they're all indie stars except for Jericho and and Mysterio, and those ones I can excuse by saying I've been to many like local indie shows where they'll break the bank and get like one big name, you know. Break the bank. <laughs> Excuse oh. me, sorry. Um. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, I, I've seen, you know, I've, Rhino popped up a few times in my local Oh, that's you know, ass in the seats right there. You joke, but he sold the building out, so it was... A... I, I like Rhino. I don't want anyone to think that's a shot. I, I love Rhino, but... <laughs> no, no, I know. I just, I, I get it. Overall, this was an indie show, but to me, this was an all-star show. Yeah. With all this in the star indie guys, if that makes sense. Well, it was. I yeah. mean, there's Ring of Honor, New Japan, and then whatever the hell the Bucks are doing at the moment. I think they were still in and Ring of Honor. Yeah, so I yeah. don't really think of this as like an indie show. There you go. It's like those are companies that all came together. I mean, I, like I said, did... I get the premise, but it's to me, it wasn't an indie show. It was an all star show, and I, I, I loved it. Even though there was well, some matches on there I didn't particularly like, I loved the show overall, and I'm glad I watched it. Because I probably yeah. wouldn't oh, have otherwise. I, right, yeah. It was yeah, it was good stuff. Um I thought overall I mean there wasn't anything on the show where I went, Oh my gosh, get Yes, like, there was. Well, you uh, said the women No, the Joey Ryan crap. Oh gosh. Okay, that. I will say at the time I laughed. Not saying it wasn't embarrassing and it should have been on the show, not saying any of that, but I laughed. Like I don't know if it was an uncomfortable laugh or what. I mostly, I didn't, la I will say this, I did not laugh until the crowd chanted, rest in penis. That <laughs> then I lost it. Of, but yeah. I, I, I look at the whole Jerry Ryan thing as like, that's what he does. You know, I'm not like saying yep. it's good, but that's what he does. And hey, we laugh, but it made him, it made him money. I don't think it's going to anymore, but, um, at, at the very least, we didn't get, we didn't have to see him wrestle, Greg. So that's, I mean, that's a positive, uh, I guess. I don't think he's a bad wrestler, actually. I probably would prefer him wrestling over this crap. Yeah. Well, actually, we got the worst part of his wrestling. We got the dick flip. We didn't actually get to see a match. And the stupid freaking sucker. And, like, if... There are two things. If somebody would have told me, you're going to grab my junk and I'm going to pretend to flip you, uh, like, first of all, no. I don't care if I'm a rookie greenhorn or not. Just No. And the other thing is he said, I'm going to take my sucker out of my mouth and put it in your mouth. I'd have been like, <laughs> eat me. Okay, <clears throat> to stop you real quick, he takes the sucker out of his junk and then into his mouth and then into the other mouth. <sighs> yeah, that's so... that's so you get dick and mouth <laughs> in your mouth. I just no, <sighs> just no. All of it. No. How Disgusting. much alcohol did Hangman have to drink to get that? <laughs> 
to get that taste out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, and he drinks a lot as, as already, as we know. So, yeah. Well, I think about, after we're talking about after, like Raider fans closing down the bar drinking. Wow. Well, you know, Greg, I think after this, he is officially immune to coronavirus. So I, I mean, I, I, I truly believe that. So. Oh, good. But now he's got like oral crabs. <laughs> 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 I don't even think that's a thing, but it, I don't know if it if it could be a thing. Hey, I I gotta use my my Jim Cornetism here on it. Looks like a pop thing of biscuit dough with pubic hair thrown all over it. God dang it, forever. That's what he he always refers to Joey Ryan as a pop can of biscuit dough with pubic hair thrown on it. <laughs> oh man, with his little tiny micro penis. Like, like he always has to throw that in there. Like, well, if anybody would know anything about micro... Anyway, uh, never mind. Moving on. Here we go. According to Uncle Dave and Cousin Brian, I'm calling him that now. I the... thought it was nephew Brian. Oh, uh, well, I, I don't okay, know. Okay. No, no, you're right. You're right. It's cousin to the the other nephews, the followers. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, because he, he would up. be he would be like the son of he would be the son of the uncle. So, yeah, there he is the nephew of Dave, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and well, I say well, he's... the nephew. Well, he's he's the top the top cousin, man. That's what he is, cousin Brian. But on Wrestling Observer Radio, they said that the main event six man tag at All In was supposed to actually be twenty eight minutes, and it was cut to twelve after both Hangman Page versus Joey Janela and Marty Skrull versus Kazuchika Okada went long. Allegedly, a major factor at All In's time issues with Marty Skrull and Kazuchika Okada going twelve minutes over. The production team was said to be, quote, losing their minds trying to get them to end the match with, quote, painfully obvious signals, uh, according to PW Insider. I feel like I remember that story. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just came back to me. Yeah. Yep. Heat over the time crunch led Skrull to decide not to come out for the post-show curtain call and speeches, according to the Insider. Marty Skrull told Sean Mooney on his primetime podcast, two mentions on one show, that he didn't go over his time limit in his match with Okada, as originally reported, but that he was told by Nick Jackson not to cut anything from their match. Nick. Uh, I feel yeah. like he's the brains of the two. Is so, he, though? I feel like he is. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just... I, that's what I said I feel like he is. I'd say he is. Uh, well, if you're, well, you're going to go with brains, you got to go with balding. Well, he's not Road Warrior, Buck. He doesn't always <laughs> make those stupid faces. Oh, man. No, but he wasn't he the one that looked in the camera on Dynamite and said, best come back in the business. Probably. Uh, that one kind of blew my mind. I was like, what? I didn't have a cow over it like Cornette did, but I just thought it was kind of <laughs> dumb. Cornette, like, lost his crap over it like somebody just sodomized his mother right in front of him. I just... <laughs> even, even when I didn't like them, I was never at, like, a strong hate for them. I feel like he wants to, like, murder them. I feel like they're like one step below Vince Russo on his list. Yeah, them and K I think Kenny Omega be beats them out, but yes, he's they're right up there. And he, uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a Omega fan, but I don't hate them as much as they used to because after watching them wrestle a few times, I can actually see that they can wrestle, not just throw super kicks. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what the hell they did to piss them off so much. Hey, you 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 don't you know, you're not a big fan of you know you don't like him that much you're just an avid fan yes a little avid <laughs> oh i'm sad. inside joke people sorry but yeah so that wraps up all in 2018 uh, i i enjoyed the ability to go back and watch this i was uh i was entertained still to this day by it 
I can't imagine that that trios match going 28 minutes, though. That one blows my mind. Yeah, I probably would have gave it like a star and a half. Probably for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that would have been too long for me for those those six to be doing that stuff. Yeah, it's like, in fact, I think had it been this amount of time, and again, you know, not to be repetitive, but to open the show, it probably would have got like three or four from me. Yeah, I just don't so. think it should have closed the show. No, I don't know. I'm I'm fans of all of those guys in that match. Uh, I was a little weird that you know Kenny Omega and Pentagon were obviously preoccupied. Otherwise, they probably would have been in the match instead of Bandito and Kota Ibushi, but. I think they yeah, had got better... Jericho in there with all of them too. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was really good though. It, it was it was a lucha match. Is all it was. So for a lucha trios match, it was fine. But moving on to our schedule for the rest of the month, next week on September 9th, we have WWF Saturday Night's main event twenty three. This took place a literally a year to the day before the day I was born. In uh, on September 21st, 1989, it was in Cincinnati, Ohio, of all places, at the old Riverfront Stadium, which no longer exists. And we talked about this before. It, you know, we don't need to go into details just yet about it. But Saturday night main event, Saturday night's main event, never closed with what should be the main event. They got that out there early. Bruce Pritchard said it was because. You get your best stuff out there first because people tend to fall asleep early on back then. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of get I, it. But, uh, it's a Saturday night. Wouldn't you want him staying up to watch Hulk Hogan later on in the show? I just I feel I get his no I get his uh, what he's saying though because like if you put him on late and everyone's falling asleep, I yeah, I kind of get it. But this one had the Macho King versus Jimmy Snuka on it and Hulk Hogan versus Ted DiBiase for the WWF title. And Zeus was in the corner of the Million Dollar Man. Z Gangsta, Tiny Lister, Debo himself. I think we need to to get that review going. No holds barred. It'll be a good companion piece for this. Just putting that out there. Yeah. I just... I'll... I'll, (laughs) I'll make sure to really dig for, you know, to see if I can find that movie or not. It's on Hulu if you have Hulu. I, I do not. I, I, oh, darn. I don't have Hulu. What am I going to do, Greg? But real question, by the way, real quick. Why is that not on the WWE Network? I feel like it would be a good thing to have on there. Because I think Paramount holds rights to it. But at the same time. No, I think it's Universal. Or no, it's mm, not, that would be easy. No, it's no, New it, Line it, Cinema. It, New Line Cinema. Oh, okay. Well. Either way, they, they, I, I don't know why they're not giving up the, re- like, how much money could you possibly be making off of this movie in 2020? <laughs> Give it up! Whatever. I like Suburban Commando more, but. Uh, I do too, and I'm not even joking. I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, the Undertaker was in that movie, so. Damn straight, and he talked like a child. <laughs> You're gonna die, Clancy. September 16th, we are gonna be covering UWF Blackjack Brawl 1994. This was the final show for the UWF run by Herb Abrams. If y'all want a companion piece to that, I suggest going back and watching Dark Side of the Ring on Vice. The episode on Herb Abrams is called Cocaine and Cowboy Boots. Very entertaining stuff. It's such a good, <clears throat> excuse me, such a good episode. Yeah, it really I've is. I've said this multiple times. I think it's the best episode they've ever done. And I had no clue who the hell this thing, this guy was or anything about this company. It's yeah. So good. He had a little white dog that he named Cokie. 
because he was a cocaine addict. That tells you who who Herb Abrams is right there. This, this He was nuts, not to speak all of the dead, but come on. He was effing nuts. He wanted to run a big pay-per-view in the MGM Grand, which holds over 10,000 people. They sold 600 tickets. 600. How do you paper an arena that big? Well, we will find out on September uh, You put 600 looks in. That's how you paper that big. Yeah, I I don't know who the hell they got to buy tickets to this thing. But in September 23rd. Do they probably papered it? Hell yeah. September 23rd. We were closing out the month with some WWF Raw. I believe this is the first episode of Raw or Nitro we have reviewed on the actual podcast. We did a bonus show on YouTube. You can go out and listen. It's from July of 1998. It's uh, where The Undertaker dressed up like Kane to win a shot at Austin's title. I have a figure of that. Yeah, I hate you for that. And it was the night that DX dressed up like the Nation of Domination and pulled their whole like parody thing. I'm just thinking how that would fly in 2020. Oh, yeah, that would um got over real great. But that is September 20th or September 23rd. It's uh WWF Raw from September 22nd, 1997, the day after I turned 7. It was Austin Stuns McMahon in Madison Square Garden. It was a historic moment. The show, I don't know how great the show itself was, but it's an MSG with a big moment. It's worth a watch. And it was right when Austin was about to catch all the fire and just lead the company into the stratosphere. So that will wrap up September for us. Anything you have to say to close the podcast out? Yeah. The next one, the, that you have, UWF one? Yeah. It, it's a, warning, I'm going to be completely out of it properly because this is going to be so horrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the show is very good. I think the show uh, is headlined by Dr. Death and Sid Vicious. Good grief. So every match on the show, I believe, is for some form of a title. And I'm oh. not, I'm not joking. Like, they were in existence for like three years and they had like 10 belts. It's, it's just, absolutely insane. One of them is for the World Midgets Championship, by the way, and I can say that because that was the name of the belt. Uh, yeah. This Little was, people, pal. God dang it. Who's that one that accompanied uh, Mr. T to the ring at WrestleMania 2? Uh, the Haiti Kid? Yeah, Haiti Kid. God dang it, get the Haiti Kid in here, pal. <laughs> Wait, is that who it was? No, oh. he, wasn't in, he wasn't in the match, I don't think, but <laughs> I just, it's the only one I could think of. Get Tiger Lolo in here. The only little person wrestler I could really watch and have, well, two, are Hornswoggle and El Torito. Because yeah, I well, think they were actually decent in what they did. Oh, yeah, they were good. And they were. El Torito I mean, was so damn good, actually. Like, yeah, I'm not even joking. El, El Torito was fantastic. He was so good that they made, instead of making a mini of a luchador, they made a, uh, I want to say normal size, but grown I guess um, <laughs> luchador out of his mini so that's the first time in Mexican history that's ever been done but yeah so anyway that is September and uh, it's going to be a good month man I can feel it in my bones but we will come at you next week with WWF Saturday Night's main event 23 
Summer vacation, here we come. Yep, I packed the craft beers I got at Total Wine. Did you remember a bathing suit? No, but I did pack a bunch of summer wines. Whites, rosés, Zinfandels. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 